Are you ready to retro trek with the caramel apples this week? The fun is about to start, so join Cooper Lee and myself as we deep dive into the riveting recollection on how electric, infectious, and focused freestyle life was. It was total vibe. just say each week is so exciting the many caramelicious retro topics we deep dive into you know they are just simply amazing (laughs) uh and and when you think of cherished throwback memories no doubt you agree kennedy that hands down all throughout the 80s music had breached out um to different genres exploding into a cultural phenomenon of pure awesomeness slow standing clap (laughs) i'll join you in that clap (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know freestyle was one of such examples that easily commanded our attention Mm -hmm. do you remember when freestyle took over the musical landscape oh i certainly do cooper (laughs) this was good times I mean, freestyle music was totally dance vibe, yo. It was. (laughs) I mean, it really dominated the pop charts and musical landscape of the late 80s on into the early 90s. A lot of dance shows featured this riveting music, and it really brought on that, you know, that club dance, uh, get together with your friends and jam it out type of vibe. And it was totally the business. Oh, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Man, I remember these times. (laughs) Freestyle was also the appropriate background mood music to be had while cruising and just enjoying some innocent fun and good times. Oh, my God. Talk about some good, cool memories. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we have some cool nostalgia to cover. Yes. So let's get started, Kennedy. All right. Yes. So are you ready to throw back with us, Orchard Archivers? Okay. So freestyle music, or Latin freestyle, is a type of electronic dance music. It became popular during the mid to late 80s. However, this kind of music started falling in fame popularity during the early to mid 90s. That's right, Coop. As you stated, it experienced its greatest popularity from the mid to late 80s until the early 90s. A common theme of freestyle lyricism originated as heartbreak in an urban environment typified by, you know, New York City or the NYC. Yes, we can't talk enough about the NYC. (laughs) (laughs) So even though that time frame seems like it was a bit short-lived, Freestyle music really did have a good run. This genre of music is very nostalgic and full of 80s essence. 
Freestyle was hotly active on the regional scenes like New York, NYC, <laughs> uh, Philly, Miami, Los Angeles, Detroit, and Chicago. Chicago, are you down? <laughs> totally down, Kenner. <laughs> <laughs> but much like everything else 80s or retro it is no wonder that freestyle music continues to be created and played on radio stations that are still of interest to the latin and italian communities Mm -hmm. as well as everywhere in between yeah which is where we come in from you know the (laughs) cornfield we had to go kill it didn't we It is happening in the cornfield. That's right. Are you down? (laughs) This fact right here truly demonstrates how far-reaching freestyle music really was. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could actually think of some popular mainstream shows from the 80s that featured samplings of freestyle music back in its heyday. And with us being from the cornfield and all... (laughs) You know, us, we were able to get to jam to it even here. Freestyle music primarily hailed simultaneously in the Hispanic, you know, mostly Puerto Rican, New Yorkian communities of Upper Manhattan and in the Bronx. Then in the Italian-American communities, we have like Brooklyn, the Bronx and other boroughs of New York City, like Staten Island and Long Island. <laughs> no, that's the wrong accent. It'd be like, Island. <laughs> But then, too, we have New Jersey, Westchester County to add to that roster as well. Yeah. Freestyle was initially a fusion of synthetic instrumentation and syncopated percussion of 80s electro, as favored by fans of none other than breakdancing. Oh, this is vibe. Completely. Yes. See, I love how all of these fascinating elements are connecting together. Yeah perfect puzzle yes yes so now we're introduced to something called sampling as found in synth pop music and hip-hop this was incorporated into this genre of music yes freestyle was the business coop oh (laughs) (laughs) this is some great stuff oh yeah oh my god yeah freestyle features a dance tempo with stress on beats two and four syncopation with a bass line and a louder bass drum, lead synth, or percussion, and optimal stabs of synthesized brass or orchestral samples, 16th note hi-hats, a chord progression that lasts 8, 16, or 32 beats, and is usually in a minor key, relatively complex upbeat melodies with singing, verses, and a chorus, and themes about a city, <laughs> broken heart, <laughs> love, or dancing. <laughs> So that was pretty scientific, but let's say it in Caramel Apple shorthand. Freestyle music in general is heavily influenced by electronic instrumentation upon an upbeat dance tempo. (laughs) Boy, does this angle of nostalgia really take you back? (laughs) Oh man, it really does. And we love going back there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like this all kind of gained traction in like New England states, New York, Philly. Yeah. And you know, we used to take our family vacations in the fall back in the in the day, late 80s, early 90s to New York. Yes. 
And man, you would, I don't care, you'd be punching the radio buttons, you'd be hitting stations, and you'd be finding easily good stuff. And it was freestyle. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because now for kids today, you know, they can hear any type of music anywhere around the world, any, you know, just at the, the push of a button. Back then, it wasn't really like that. This was before like Sirius XM and, you know, the satellite radios. You, yeah. You got a station when you got near it. <laughs> so we really didn't have that much around here. Yeah. So like you said, getting the exposure when we'd go on these trips, um, then it was like, oh, wow, what is that? And then you could find it, like if you went to your local Camelot music or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. And I mean, like it, this music would just take you on a mental escape. You know, you could oh, yeah. start jamming and beating out to this stuff. I mean, you felt like you were just in another world. It was oh. great. Oh, completely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was really something so surreal and exciting and intriguing about that era. I mean, like watching shows like what we just described and hearing freestyle bouncing out over radio speakers and TV sets. <laughs> Man, there was really nothing like it. It really was a whole vibe. It was. <laughs> we thought we were so cool, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, um, I really like, I mean, there were some parts that was like, blah, blah, blah. But this was a fun show to do, too. Like, I mean, because it really did, like, you could think back at just moments when you were hearing these songs. I mean, it's so exciting. Yeah, I mean, there was just something about New York in the early 90s dance party and all that that just. Yes. I, it, it was an era. It really was. Yeah, I mean, even going to school and stuff, like, these were the songs you'd listen to after school or, you know, you talk about with your friends. I mean, it's just, just crazy. It's insane. It is insane. I don't know. I'm glad we have the time machine to be able to do this stunt. I know. Everybody could dance back then. Like you got these pretty hot guys that knew how to groove. Not gonna lie, <laughs> <laughs> and that was something about that that was just so suave. Oh yeah. So fun fact: some of the biggest names or notable artists that performed freestyle included some of the biggest names we've come to know and love of that intoxicating era. Goes as follows: Got your pen handy? <laughs> Surely you just, Cooper. <laughs> I only have my fond memories on tap. <laughs> well, that'll do. <laughs> okay, they're here. <laughs> so one of the OGs of freestyle, Stevie B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's the OG right there. Right? Oh, yes. Um, you got Shannon, Cynthia, Collage. Johnny O, your girl Sapphire. <laughs> George Lamond. Yep. Yep. Susie. Judy Torres. And one of my favorites, Expose. Yes. And Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Oh, boom. Right? <laughs> Epic. Yes. La Linda. TKA. 
Corina, Nasera, Company B, Timmy T. Totally remember Timmy T. Yeah, we remember him too. <laughs> At the Cover Girls. Boom again! <laughs> Noelle, Pajama Party, Shayna. Okay. okay. Another favorite of mine, Will to Power, Sweet Sensation, Seduction, <laughs> Lanier. Uh huh. Lisette Melendez. Okay. Angelina, La Cesbar, Coro, and Rockwell. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Did you get all those names? Remember I said you have your pen ready? I did. And I remember a lot of them quite well as, as their sounds liberally emanated over the airwaves. Yeah. I mean, I think I owned and had a few of these on cassette tapes or, or even cassette singles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for certain, I know I had the cover girls. Yep. Uh, Lisa Lisa and Call Jam, mm-hmm. Sapphire, and the OG of OGs, Stevie B. <laughs> so who did you really like jamming to there, Coop? Oh, well, we mentioned them previously, but Expose. <laughs> they were amazing. They were. Sweet Sensation, okay. Will to Power, uh, George Lamont, and the OG of OGs, Stevie B. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but I will admit that there were a few on our list, according to our research, that I wasn't quite familiar with. You know, I was just going to say that, but you beat me to it. <laughs> That's one of the best things I really enjoy about our Orchard Trek retros. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because um, I'm sure there's some that we even missed, right? Right, yeah. Um, and it's that not only do we go back and, you know, we reminisce over the fond nostalgia of any given throwback, but, oh, the new things we've learned and become acquainted with. I'm with you, Coop. So, so cool. It is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> So why don't we do a rewind on our rewind, shall we? Okay, do that. Okay. This is going to be a bit of a freestyle uh, revving up in the early 80s. We spoke of what was called sampling, which boasted space in both synth pop music as well as hip hop. Um, Key influences appeared in the groups Africa Bombata and Soul Sonic Forces track Planet Rock in 1982. Shannon's let the music play, and you know, I did not. I know that song, but I didn't know that that's who sang it. So yeah, I know. I remember that song too. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but that cool jam landed on the top ten of the Billboard Hot 100 in 1983. Wow, that is a standard freestyle track right there. Indeed, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Then in 1984, a refreshing Latin presence was established when the very first song recorded in the genre by newcomer artist Niobe from Brooklyn. Okay, so fun fact. Niobe was an Afro-Cuban. Cuban. Cuban descent, which is way cool because a good number of freestyle artists were of Latin Hispanic descent. Facts. Yeah. 
Freestyle gave some serious platform to many up-and-coming hopefuls looking to hit and liven up the dancing. You know, the featured songs, Please Don't Go, became a huge success, reaching number 23 on the Billboard Hot Dance Music Club play charts. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, a year later, in 1985, a Spanish version of the song was released entitled No Te Vayas. Okay. So from there, Freestyle gained a noticeable large presence in American clubs, especially in New York and Miami. Radio airplay followed in the mid-80s. By 1987, Freestyle began getting more airplay on American pop radio stations. Songs such as Come Go With Me by Expose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show Me by the Cover Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 then we got Fascinated by Company B. And that's a good one, too. That one's, that one's a, that's got some beat to it. <laughs> uh, Silent Morning by Noel. Catch Me I'm Falling, Pretty Poison. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that one, too. Oh, my gosh. And that one catapulted freestyle into the mainstream. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) From around 1987 through 1992, freestyle gained serious momentum during that era and did and turn a pop crossover as it now clearly hits the airwaves in more mainstream fashion. Okay. So that was a huge deal if hopefuls could cross over into mainstream American radio and such. Mm-hmm. And that was a very big deal, especially for Latin artists. Mm-hmm. Um, many early or popular freestyle artists and DJs such as Jelly Bean, a.k.a. Jelly Bean Benitez, Tony Torres, Raul Soto, uh, Roman Ricardo, Little Susie and Nocera uh, were all of Hispanic or Italian ancestry. Uh-huh. Again, a main reason for the style's popularity among Hispanic Americans and Italian Americans in both the New York City as well as Philadelphia areas. Yeah, this is so cool. I mean, it is that is synonymous. This mm-hmm. music and that area of the country and the vibe going on there. Oh my gosh, it's just like it really takes you back. I know, and here we are approaching when we would be heading in that direction. I mean, <laughs> well, we're crying now. Oh no, that was our October trip. So I mean, it's it's it's, it's all flooding back right now, isn't it? <laughs> and we invite it. That's fine. Oh yes. <laughs> the freestyle's top forty radio airplay started to really take off in 1987, and it began to disappear from the airwaves in the early 90s as radio stations moved to top 40-only formats. Um, performers such as Exposé, Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, Stevie B, and Sweet Sensation gained mainstream chart success with the genre in the late 80s and early 90s. But its popularity largely faded by the end of the decade. Both classic and newer freestyle output remained popular as a niche genre in Brazil, where it is an influence on funk carioca, Germany and Canada. Yes. Artists such as George Lamond, Expose, Sweet Sensation, and Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were still heard on mainstream radio.
radio stations. Uh-huh. But other notable freestyle artists did not fare as well. Um, Carlos Barrios and platinum producer um, Frankie Cutlass used a freestyle production on Temptation by Karina and Together Forever by Lisette Melendez. Mm-hmm. The songs were released in 1991 almost simultaneously and caused a resurgence in style when they were embraced by Top 40 Radio. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. Fun fact, Temptation by Karina reached number six spot on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And these hits were followed by the success of Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, <laughs> who have been one of the earliest freestyle acts. Uh, and might I add one of the best? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Coop. I love, love, love Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Oh, Man, they were the business. They they had the <laughs> funk going on there. Oh man, yeah. In spades, they say, yeah, absolutely. They they knew what they were doing, right? They did. It was amazing. It was. And speaking of Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam, fun fact: their cuts were produced by Full Force, who had also worked with UTFO and James Brown. Coop, do you remember that mid-80s cut called Summer Girls by Dino from uh, Dino Esposito? Absolutely. Okay, that song was live, yo. It was. <laughs> I totally, yes. Yeah, totally prime grade A1 freestyle right there. I do remember Summer Girls. <laughs> Summer Girls. <laughs> that was another cool cut for our girl squad. Uh, yes. Yeah, we all anthemed out to that, buddy. <laughs> now, a good bit of the tracks we've been describing here have been synth pop, lively dance beats and such, but much like any other given genres of music out there, we the retro fans could primarily count on several freestyle artists releasing ballads all throughout this era of the nostalgic 80s and 90s. <laughs> Many of these crossed over to the pop charts, and get this, charted even higher or stronger than their previous work. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and songs like Seasons Change by Expose, Thinking of You by Sapphire, does that one ignite a memory in you, Kennedy? Oh, boy, does it ever. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Cooper. My ears are loving this caramelicious retro chatter. <laughs> so, one more try by Timmy T. <laughs> um, a nice ballad by the freestyle OG himself, Stevie B, Because I Love You, the Postman song. That's a good one. Yeah. And If Wishes Came True by Sweet Sensation. <laughs> so, yeah, Stevie B, where do we begin? Like, his music was just, like, it would strike a chord in you. Mm-hmm. His, the way he sounds and the music itself, it just, it would just kind of take you somewhere. It would just kind of transport you. Yes. Anytime his song was on. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would instantly put you at the pool or at the beach or like you're somewhere in the tropics hanging out and having a good time. Like with our girl squad, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like his music could just fill the air, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. But but where he had it in the music, he didn't necessarily have it in the hair department. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's the uh the downside of what we're talking about. <laughs> Poor guy. Wow. Um <laughs> I yeah, guess nobody you have it all. <laughs> yeah. Nobody would accuse him of not actually being from the 80s. Uh, yes, he was definitely of the 80s, for yeah, sure. He, he got caught by the fashion. Um, <laughs> I didn't think of the word, but he got caught by that. Oh, yes. But, yeah. okay, so his music can make up for it, though. That's yeah. right. Don't don't look over here. Don't pay attention to the activator flying off. <laughs> <laughs> His curl activator. No, listen to the music. <laughs> there we go. What? <laughs> Sorry, oh, Stevie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we definitely can't forget about Miss Brenda K. Stars, I Still Believe. Yeah, yeah. Whose romantic ballad reached the hot 100. Okay, so again... We're speaking of the strong presence of freestyle all throughout the mid to late 80s and on into the early 90s. But much like everything else, the musical tide started to slightly shift and change. House music based partly on disco rhythms was, say, around 1992, Mm. (laughs) challenging the relatively upbeat, syncopated freestyle sound. It was still freestyle, though. But... A bit updated and lively, especially when it became a popular mainstream facet of the club nightlife scene. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, these were some crazy times. It was. But <laughs> things keep getting updating and changing. And the ever-distinctive freestyle sound was still present in a lot of musical offerings. Mm-hmm. But the overall vibe was slowly morphing. It was. Now, I'll have you know, (laughs) that freestyle shortly thereafter gave way to mainstream pop artists like MC Hammer, Bobby Brown, Paul Abdul, and New Kids on the Block, which were a whole retro track on our girl Paula, as well as, yay, mid-KOTV. So go check those out. Are you down? <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't forget late 80s favorite duo, Millie Vanilli. Oh, they were hot too. I mean, they were good. I think, yeah, they they could easily have a show of theirs. Oh, we should yeah. look into that. <laughs> yeah, get those little caramel wheels a turn in there, Cooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Even though the tide shifted a bit and the sound was clearly more poppy, hip-hop, you could still detect some of the popular artists just mentioned utilizing inserting components of freestyle starting in the late 80s using hip-hop beats and electro samples in more mainstream form along with slick, clever production as well as MTV-friendly videos. Ah, Tis was the appropriate era. <laughs> so nostalgic. It is. <laughs> I mean, these artists were successful on crossover stations as well as R&B stations. 
and freestyle was replaced as an underground genre by newer styles such as oh i love this too new jack swing <laughs> uh-huh. and trance hey nice uh-huh yeah yeah and then euro dance which oh my goodness i mean it's it's interesting how what we like now and what mm-hmm. we're used to now this was the bedrock for that right <laughs> because we are definitely in this class of loving this music like it's the best it really is okay. yeah yeah i mean like how weird is it that you know to hear it explain through a historical timeline though <laughs> i know yeah 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 this is exactly the type of music we love listening to in current times i mean the trance and euro dance mm. the edm oh yeah. ho, ho. All day, every day. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to plug for one that is one of our favorite. That is Armin Van Buren. Yay. <laughs> Hot stuff right there, kids. Hot stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Like our affinity for this type of music completely sprung from freestyle. Poop. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. If this episode entertained you, please share it and spread the word. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your continued support. And now, back to the show. Despite this, though, some freestyle acts managed to garner attention well into the 90s with acts such as Cynthia and Raquel, scoring minor hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart as late as 1998. So these cool memories of freestyle are a lot fresher than I originally thought they'd be for our week's retro track. Like, Kennedy, I'm seriously, I thought, oh man, you know. (laughs) Uh, this might be a stretch. Might have to go back and listen. No, you know, they're flooding back in, really. <laughs> I know. Isn't nostalgia great? It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, because you, you, you can't barely remember what you did yesterday. But <laughs> Hashtag facts. Uh, yeah. So these, these are coming back pretty nicely. And it's, it is cool. Nostalgia is awesome. Yeah, we'll have to go uh, turn some on after we're done with our episode this week. <laughs> <Agreed>. <laughs> so continuing on with freestyle staying power, um, it remained a largely underground genre with a sizable following in New York, but has recently seen a comeback in the city um, where the music originally experienced its greatest success. Yeah, yeah. NYC Impresario? Uh, Steve Sylvester and producer Sal Abateo um, of Fever Records. I know. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) No, it was bad. It was really bad. And I thought I just, I went through real quick with my finger to see if there's anything that might trip me up. Okay. So let me try that again. New York City impresario Steve Sylvester and producer producer Sal 
Diego. I'm going to waste all this time on this stupid thing. Oh, God. A Fever Records launched Stevie Sly's uh, freestyle party show at the Manhattan Live Music Venue on April 1st, 2004. Oh. The show featured Judy Torres, Cynthia, and the Cover Girl. Oh, boy. (laughs) 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 And was attended by several celebrity guests. Cool. So the Coda show was successful. And was followed by a summer 2006 Madison Square Garden concert that highlighted Freestyle's most successful performers. Oh, I bet that was live. Oh, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> why were we not there? <laughs> what were we doing in 06? Yeah, we missed out. Oh, we, we did. A little busy in 06. Okay, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Europe, weren't we? Um, yeah. So- yes. <laughs> So the new freestyle releases are popular with enthusiasts and newcomers alike. Miami rapper Pitbull collaborated with Miami freestyle artist Stevie B to create an updated version of Stevie B's hit, Spring Love. Oh, you know, that's Mm. pretty wild info you shared there, Cooper. (laughs) Man, that's pretty cool. The freestyle and all of the OGs that were an integral part of that genre's realm burns white hot in our nostalgic memories. True. I mean, we spoke about Lisa Lisa and the Call Jam, the Cover Girls, and Sapphire. I can truly remember having these masterful cuts blasting out of our trusty Walkmans. <laughs> <laughs> as well as over the radio waves. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Man, this time was epic. Yes. The cornfield was coming alive. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> and our penchant for smashing that rewind button each week on our Carvelicious Orchard Trek retros is the ideal occasion to fondly recall some of our favorite recollections of these amazing recent pastimes. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> but other than the infectious, catchy tunes and jams that drew us in, it wasn't the only thing warmly recounted. But I believe it was too, and I'm not sure if you feel similarly, Cooper, but I mean, you just kind of said it, so I think you do agree, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we were literally able to imagine and travel in our minds to exciting places in the urban, hip-hop, breakdancing realm of which freestyle became an angled anthem clause for these two rural cornfield dwellers. (laughs) I know, I know. You know, we were hopelessly won over, weren't we? (laughs) Oh, effortlessly. Oh, yeah. I mean, here we are coming up in the rural scene of the Midwest. (laughs) But through freestyle, we were able to dwell vicariously in our minds, as you stated. Yeah. Um, In the Carmelicious big city realm of exciting real life experiences like New York City. Which you cannot go wrong when it comes to the Big Apple. Oh, no, because this was back at the time, you know, when those big, majestic Twin Towers being the speakers that they were. <laughs> oh. Man, they made that song happen, yo. Oh, indeed. Oh, 
And we're familiar when speaking of the adoration of anything retro coming back into vogue and thriving in current times. Yeah. Um, it is of no surprise that freestyle music continues to have a thriving fan base in the NYC. Yeah. And promoted and supported by Italian-American DJs like Louis DeVito and Bad Boy Joe, excelling in their craft to keep freestyle alive and pumping on the metro scene. Okay, so like you said, freestyle is still a thing. It's not, it's like everything else now that has its own place. So it has its place. Yes. Um, back in the day, you would hear freestyle more easily blaring out of your radio you know, out of your radio speakers because it was just part of the culture. Right. It still is. Yes. But you have to find it. You have to go dig for it more because, I mean, everything is a million different genres and interests and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I now with podcasts and, you know, satellite radio and all that, you can, there is this cool podcast that I found that actually highlights um, live freestyle music and they're from New York. Oh, dimmy, yeah. Dimmy. yeah, so that their CPR's Clubhouse Freestyle Universe, um, they feature the mixing skills of Jose CPR Ortiz, Cheryl the Duchess Rodriguez, and in Cliff Potts, aka the Vinyl Assassin. I love that. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> yeah, and I found them on Apple Podcasts, you know, mm -hmm. so you could probably find them too, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you choose to tune in for your podcasts or um, your your specialty music. Um, I'm just going to say I really like their remixes. They're, it, it takes you back. It makes you feel like what we're talking about, like you're back in the late 80s, early 90s. It has that flow. You know? Oh, wow. That, I mean, and just you talking about it is infectious. It's like, oh, yes, I want to check it out, right? I It's awesome. Hey, go to the pool, put that mess on. It is just takes you away. <laughs> <laughs> um, You were supposed to send that to me some time ago, right? <laughs> oh, okay. So now we go back now to now, you know, the brain doesn't work. I, I'm so sorry. I was supposed to forward you that. <laughs> well, it sounds interesting, but I'm still waiting. <laughs> After we're done, I'll get that done for you. <laughs> so sorry, Coop. <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> Archivers, we're definitely hindered some around here being on Kennedy's time here at the Retro Orchard. What? <laughs> I'm waiting. What? <laughs> I'll pull the Sicilian on you. <laughs> so now that we're coming close to closing out our awesome retro trek this week, a couple other fire freestyle epicenters uh, we wish to mention quickly, and some of the talent therein is from the Latin Mecca of Miami. Oh, that's another rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Freestyle was playing regularly on radio stations nationwide. Uh, hence how we in the sticks could pretend and jam out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a one-off to hear artists like TKA, um, Sweet Sensation, Expose, on the same playlist as some of the more mainstream 80s greats like Prince and Madonna. Oh, totally. So, fun fact. <laughs> the song You Are My All and All by Joyce Sims 
became the first freestyle record to cross over into the R&B market, and two was one of the first to reach the European market. Impressive. Indeed. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Radio station WPOW Power 96 was instrumental in exposing freestyle music to South Florida in the height of the era from the mid-80s through the early 90s, all the while mixing in some flavorful local Miami bass into its playlists. Pretty Tony Butler's produced a number of hits on his on Miami's jam-packed records, including Sounds by Company B, Stevie B, <laughs> uh, Paris by Air, Lanier, Will to Power, Coop, and the aforementioned expose that come to tag and define Miami's offering of freestyle. So Tolga Katas is credited as one of the first DJs to create a hit record um, entirely by way of computer. Okay. Mostly under Katas' record label, Futura Records, who then launched notable freestyle artists such as Lanier from Futura Records to Atlantic Records. And it was there and in Philly where live epicenters to platform freestyle bountifully. Hence, the groundbreaking album Nighttime came on the scene. By whom, you may ask? Yes, whom? Fun fact. This album was helmed by a redheaded diva named Jade Sterling, a.k.a. Pretty Poison, who was initially responsible for putting Philly on the freestyle map. Wait, wait, it wasn't for killer cheesesteaks? (laughs) Kenner! (laughs) Be serious. I am serious. Why are talking about food? <laughs> they are amazing. But... Yes, they are. <laughs> so, back to freestyle. Um, yes. <laughs> her, her follow-up track, Catch Me, I'm Falling, was a global hit and brought freestyle to a number of popular shows like Soul Train, Solid Gold, and Arsenio Hall's show. Oh, Catch Me, I'm Falling. I love that song. I know, right? That that takes you right back to high school. <laughs> yeah. Era. Crazy. And real quick, it was connected to a movie that I, we'll get into this later. That's a whole nother thing. But it's connected to a movie I just saw first time, like two years ago. Yeah, it was uh, mm-hmm. back yeah, back in 87. We'll have to do, I love that movie. We'll have to do a show on that. But Absolutely. Um, but, you know, Catch Me, I'm Falling broke out on the street during the summer of 1987. This is the same year that movie came out. <laughs> and was the number one single at WCAU 98 Hot Hits and number two at WUSL Power 99 during the first two weeks of July. Virgin Records wasted no time in citing Pretty Poison, which helped to usher in the barrage of other major label signings from the exploding freestyle scene. So several freestyle acts followed on the heels of Pretty Poison, emerging from the Metro Philly area early 90s, boosted the clubs, as well as the overnight success of then-dance-friendly, rhythmic, top 40, WIOQ. Okay. Fun fact. Uh, Fine artists such as TPE, the Philadelphia Experiment, um, enjoyed regional success at the time. So... We actually talk about them in one of our episodes, uh, that being Soul Train, which you can yeah. catch 
right here on Retro Track with the Caramel Apples. It is there, ready for you to listen when you have oh, a moment. Yeah. That's gonna be that's good stuff. Check it out. Yeah. So Kennedy, freestyle even got popular in Canada, especially in the multicultural Toronto area. Love Toronto. Okay. So cool. Okay. And was the business amongst Hispanic, Latino, Italian, Greek populations in the late 80s, early 90s. So freestyle music was what is showcased alongside house music in various Toronto nightclubs. But by the mid 90s was almost entirely replaced by house music. Ah. So as always, there's so much information on the subject from the retro past. (laughs) you know we could go on for days on end talking about this we really could (laughs) but unfortunately (laughs) we have come to the end of this fascinating discussion this week oh shucks oh no (laughs) but you're so right and as we've stated throughout all our discussion this week freestyle is even closely connected to the ever nostalgic 80s new wave and synth pop sound Mm -hmm. rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) you said it (laughs) with all of the current auto-tune offerings it's of no surprise that freestyle is recalled and revisited often with great fondness and its infectious essence easily entertained our feet and ears anytime it blasted over the airwaves when the freestyle genre exploded onto the scene it was truly a cultural phenomena Take us back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Love what you heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. To tune into future tracks into the Orchard Archives, meet up with us here next week. Same time, same place at the sweet spot. And it would mean the world to us if you could rate Leave us a shining review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and explore more iconic memories. Thank you.